too scared of all these people down the front. That's you and you and you and you. Seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, I think it's pretty close to it. Christmas spirit. with my Nexus nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in Excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums and oh so much more. Well hello and welcome to Nexus Access All Areas episode 132, the podcast that dives deep into all things great about this band, doing with my compadre B, a bunch of patrons and a worthy bunch of listeners out there. Hello B, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Hayden. How are you today? Good, good. This is our last real official big show for the year um, mm-hmm. that will come out sort of a few days before Christmas. And uh, I guess we're getting into that Christmas spirit. It feels like the year has gone so fast, hasn't it? It has. I can't believe how fast this But we've crammed so much in, though, haven't we? We have. We have. Yeah. If, we, if we think back to where we were in January and then what we've sort of fitted in this year and mm. some of the things we've been able to do and share and be a part of, it's been a really sort of satisfying year. Yes, very much so. I did get a Christmas present already. Well, sort Oh, really? Of. Okay. Do, do, do tell. So I got an express delivery, although, I mean, it's taken me like what, all year to get our um, things signed from Tim and Kirk. So we've got uh. some merch signed and in a box. So I'm going to open it up on Christmas Eve, maybe, with you. I that would be hoping. great. That would be a good little blast out to everybody, a little, little uh, Christmas Eve thing for our American friends and mm-hmm. uh, and English friends who do a little bit of the celebrating on that time of the year. And then yeah. Uh, in anticipation of the actual big day, Christmas Day, It'd be good to see what's in there. Is it? A, it's all sealed. You haven't had a sneak peek. You haven't snuck no, out. A, I haven't. haven't. Snuck- I've been a really good girl for a change. <laughs> now, B, are you sure you didn't sneak out at midnight, tapping down to the uh, the stairs, opening up the package, looking inside, and then resealing it up at about one a.m. in the morning? Are you sure? No, I haven't. I've been a really good girl. In fact, it's really tempting. It's very, very tempting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, hopefully there's some real goodies in there that uh, we can actually just open them up live, literally, you know, maybe Christmas Eve, as you said, and uh, have the experience amongst all of our, uh, you know, uh, listeners and patrons and podcast uh, downloaders. It'd be great to maybe do a little live stream there and do that. Yes, definitely. Are you going to wear a Santa hat? I can. I bought two for the kids. and uh, You only have to wear one. Correct. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that'll be good. We've got to get into the festive occasion. But um, mm. uh, now, B, I always like to ask this pretty early in the week, uh, you know, or the episode, what's been uh, your in-, in excess week uh, been like? Well, apart from getting a lovely big parcel from Tim and Kirk, it's um, it's been really good. I've interviewed Danny Saber now. with um, Yes, yes. Oh, my God, that was lovely. Um, yeah. With Nick Egan. Nick Egan. Yes. Hilarious as, as always. He was in the middle of the desert um, and getting upset with the rec- controls, <laughs> but that was funny. But um, Danny, it's not, like Nick, it's not like Nick to have a, a little bit of a, a, a little uh, drive-by or two at the same time. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, he's, he's lovely. Hello, Nick. Yeah, hello, Nick. Um, and Danny was great. He was very gracious um, about um, the music, the precious music that he has um, recorded with Michael, and we get to talk about all of that and what he what he wants to do with those. So I can't wait to share that with you. I haven't even gone back and edited it yet. Um, yep. I just want to spend Christmas and really do a good job for Danny. Yeah, did, Nick, did, got- did, did Nick sort of, Nick emailed me a couple of weeks ago or messaged, messaged me saying he was going to do his best Hayden impersonation on, uh, <laughs> with the episode or did you hit the topic straight away or did he? No, did- yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. okay. We've just done the topic for now, <laughs> right, but okay. yeah, I'm bracing myself. 
the actual episode. I don't know what I'm letting myself in for. Well, look, it ties in nicely. I, I guess when I sent you through our topic uh, earlier today, it probably is a nice little lead into what uh, uh, you guys probably talked about. So it, um, it'll be interesting to listen to and uh, it'll tie into this week's topic as well. So anything else come across your desk this week? Anything else? Because uh, I guess I guess if you've trumped me with Danny uh, Sabre being a producer and uh, uh, Nick Egan as the uh, art director... Um, I can trump you by saying I had dinner with Mark Opitz last night. Yes, who's in town, and I will uh, mention uh, he is in town at the moment, uh, working on some great projects, but uh, I will share that in the news section because Mark's on a bit of a tear at the moment. He's like production duties 101. So Mm -hmm. I'll save a little bit of that gossip for the news section, if that's okay. Excellent. Yeah, so we've got a few things to pack into this um, episode. We've got to um, draw the winner of the poster so i hope you've all subscribed now there was quite a lot of you so we'll be doing that later on today and we've got the auction the auction is now live too so we'll talk about that later too yeah, absolutely. I, th- I saw the pictures today and I think it's fantastic. It's probably, uh, we always like to up the ante when it comes to auctions. The sales in me comes out, but um, this particular item um, is unique by sheer definition of the fact there's only, I think, 250 copies that are officially released. Uh, so we will share uh, all the uh, things you need to know about that uh, later on. I believe this week we have a new patron who not only is a new patron to us, but he also is the new owner of a Michael Hutchins fruit bowl. <laughs> yes, he messaged me and said, I'm going to give it a good wash. Have you never washed this? I washed bowl? it. I washed it in a bit of a hurry, but it was washed. <laughs> Now, young Lockie, who we met up at uh, Sydney at the uh, get-together put on by Richard and uh, Greg, uh, came around to my house last Friday and the kids were like, who's coming around here this time of night, 7 o'clock on a, on a Friday? And I said, kids, I'll just go down the front because uh, Lockie's got cerebral palsy. So he has a – it's not a wheelchair. It's almost like a motorbike combined with a wheelchair. It looks like a drag – it looks like a Harley Davidson of wow. wheelchairs. Yeah. And it was awesome. Okay, so he's ridden it around the blocks of Parkdale to my place with his big oh. orange flag on the back <laughs> and his big, big little sort of uh, carry case on the back there. And when the kids and myself uh, came went running down the street and uh, handing him over the fruit bowl, he was tickled pink. Aww. Yes, he was uh, telling me a little bit about the radio show. We mentioned that he uh, hosts on Saturday mornings here in Community FM Melbourne. But, uh, yes, I believe he's joined as a patron as well. So big thank you to you, Lockie. Do we have anybody else joining this week, B? Or uh, not as I know at the moment. I know I've been getting quite a, who I'm going to mention a few people at the end of the show that are very interested uh, yeah. in becoming patrons. So, and also I think there's a few people out there that would like their wives and girlfriends and um, husbands Christmas. and boyfriends to get them for Christmas. Yes. Yeah, and you were I've, struggling to work out how we can do that, but I think it's really I have no simple. Idea. Well, I think it's how? really, I think it's really simple. You just, I think. They can go to our website and they could sort of download the QR code, couldn't they? Uh, And they could get a little picture and they could sort of do a little digital thing in their phone and send it to their phone or their partner and maybe maybe just put six months subscription up front. 30 yeah. bucks a month, 180 bucks, Could and then I you go. That? Give them yeah. a six-month subscription, yeah. and it's and it's Happy Christmas, and uh, I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Or even a tactile, lovely, dovey Christmas card and pop one in there. <laughs> yes. We might even be able to get a little thank you from uh, one of the band members uh, or something like that. Who knows? If it's a special yeah. Christmas, we never know what could happen. Oh, that um, reminds me. Carrie Ann's giving the patrons a little goodie as well, digital goodie. So look out in your emails for that, guys. Yes, 100%. Um, but, yeah, with the patron program, I think uh, speaking of Nick Egan, we should throw it to him. He will tell you why the patron program is so important. Access All Areas podcast. As the festive season beckons, they say it's better to give than receive. I'm not sure why, but if that is the case, then give the gift of a patron membership to someone you love, or just buy it for yourself. This year you have enjoyed bigger, better, flashier, from the tireless work of Hayden and B, who have brought you the best and exclusive interviews anywhere. From the most incredible guests and everything in excess. 
Hello to our honorary members, Tim Farris, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkins, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, Darren Jones and Paul Jolie. Our patrons who are so adorable, I love you all. Thank you so much for the last couple of years and keeping us going. So big up to Carmen, Laurie, Carrie-Anne, Danielle, Sarah Markham, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Max, Anne-Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Matt, Linda, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda H, Amanda V, um, David, Tracy, Paul Bridges, Paul Buckley, Sandrine, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Val, Jim and Matey, Kelly, Jackie, Sean and Sheila, happy birthday to you for the 19th. Um, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, Ugh, losing my train of thought. Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, um, Jill, Yari, Laos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Scott, Anthea, Maria, Nicole. I'm losing it today, guys. Hey, oh my God, oh my. Tracy, Darren, Vern, Vernon, Jamie, Diana, Stefan. Andrew, Georgie, Stephen, Keisha, Mark, Vern, Shane, and a new guy on the block, which is on the same block as Hayden, Lachlan. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome. Well, uh, we're coming off last week's episode about compilation albums, and that sort of took us to the 1994 era. And I thought, well, what did 1995 represent for the band? Well, in truthful speak, the band really had a commencement of a pretty good rest. However, Michael himself didn't really uh, sit idle. He went out and uh, released a song called The Passenger, which was uh, Iggy Pop cover uh, for the Batman Forever soundtrack. Uh, and it got me thinking, uh, especially you chatting to Danny Sabre the other day, uh, about what 1995 represented for Michael. But then it gave me the inspiration to look back and say, gee, Michael collaborated with lots of people uh, and In Excess collaborated with lots of people, uh, both, in the, both in the recording studio, live on stage, films, videos, a whole bunch of different things. And I thought, you know, later uh, in our topic today, we would just dive deep on uh, Michael and In Excess friends, um, you know, professional friends in the studio, uh, recordings, video clips, uh, maybe live concerts. And we could just sort of look at the reach because it's often said, you know, your personality, you know, your popularity, um, you know, your, your character is often sort of judged by those who are your friends network. And I think Michael had plenty of those uh, and people speak very glowingly of him. So it's going to be sort of Michael slashing excess a little bit in Friends today. But what time is it for? It's time for the news. 
Hi, it's Dave from England, and you're listening to In Excess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the news. All right, B. Well, no real chart watch this week. It looks like the album has uh, reversed oh. out of the top 50. Okay. However, Christmas is coming. Get your uh, stockings filled. Uh, get your uh, streaming uh, platforms filled with the very best of and do yourself a favour. Hi, this is Lisa Mack from Brisbane, Australia. Hey, check out the NXS Tribute Band page on the NXS Access All Areas website and get all of the full tour dates. And now it's time for Gig Watch with Hayden and B. Cheers. All right, Gig Watch B. There's a lot to talk about in Gig Watch. The Inexcessive Boys are on January the 8th, which is less than a month away, doing a big gig at Barwon Heads, which is near Geelong, which is, I think, an area where you're familiar with uh, here in Victoria B. Um, also too, I know there's one ardent fan very keen to get her Saints, Thieves and Sinners tickets uh, mm. for Perth on Me. the 20, 29th of April uh, <laughs> at the HBF st- uh, uh, Stadium there where uh, it's going to be the Perth Sym- Symphony Orchestra doing all the in excess songs. B's pointing at herself going, me, 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 I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Well, um, Laurie's put it all out onto the socials this I week. Saw, so if you I need saw. if you need to find out more information, go Correct. there. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Don't Change Boys never slowing down. 21st of January, a little update here. They're playing in Southport on the Gold Coast. Uh, so uh, look out for your, for your local guides there. That'll be a great gig. Uh, the Noiseworks guys, I mentioned last week, they've been playing the Noiseworks new album and bought tickets for their gig here in Melbourne in February. Uh, look at your local guides throughout Australia and New Zealand. They are playing everywhere over the sort of summer period. Uh, the Live Baby Live guys, the Tribute Act, have announced a gig in Miranda, New South Wales, on the 11th of March. Uh, and uh, in the USA, the Kick in Excess Tribute Band, the band that don't really want us talking much about them. Okay, we just thought we'd promote you anyway. Uh, you're going to be playing at Daryl's house again. That is Daryl Hall, who will come up later on our podcast. Uh, and that's in the, on the 13th of August next year. So plenty of time if you're in America to want to go see those guys uh, play at Daryl Hall's house in uh, upstate New York. And also some very, very exciting news as well. Andrew Farris has just been announced that he is going to be joining big, big concert in Austin, Texas, which is South by Southwest, which is one of the most famous sort of iconic sort of uh, concert series. And I often have a big uh, movie festival there at that particular time in Austin, Texas. But Andrew is along uh, with 22 other Australian acts out of about 392 different acts going to be playing at that South by Southwest uh, Festival uh, next year. So do yourself a favour, you're in America, you can go see Andrew Ferris down in Texas. Excellent, excellent. I spoke to Marlena this morning and they were just going on the plane tomorrow. So, Oh, wow. wow. Safe travels, guys. Fantastic. Uh, and speaking of Andrew, there's a great article uh, this week, uh, actually written by a lady called Tina, not the same Tina, okay, for American Songwriter, uh, which is an online publication. And uh, it's a really good dive deep into just the inspiration behind Andrew, you know, going to a, the, the sort of the country Americana sort of genre. Mark Opitz, who we spoke a bit earlier about, um, he got a, a little glowing uh, review in uh, one of the publications online, uh, uh, I think it was uh, two days ago, three days ago. But he's been working previous or pre- previously uh, in around October, November for, uh, well, actually it might have been early in the year, but it got released on the 11th of November uh, for a Melbourne act called Lip Stereo, as in lipstick, Lip Stereo. And they've got an EP out called Modern Mythology. Uh, it's in partnership with a label that Mark's involved with called the Pop Preservation Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they've had a, uh, I think they've been enraged the last three or four weeks, which is a, the longest running video TV show of music in the world. Mm-hmm. And Mark did their EP. And I know they were really sort of effusive in their praise for Mark, especially bringing out a lot of the rock sensibilities and the bigger sounds. Mark also has been heavily involved in Melbourne the last six weeks working with a band called Jacob's Run. Uh, and their album's going to be coming out in a few months' time. But, uh, you know, and I think you saw B, he was in. Sydney last week doing the orchestral bits uh, this is a really lavish production. He says he feels like he's recording Welcome to Wherever You Are Part 2. Yeah. Uh, given the sort of the mix of sounds and sonics and mm. uh, the band members he's working with, it's a real passion piece. So mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to uh, giving that album a run when it comes out, Jacob's yeah. Run. Yeah, yeah. You should all find him on um, Instagram and have a look at some of his um, videos that he's been putting out. They're pretty oh, cool. Oh, cool, mm. cool. Might have to join Insta then. All right. 
on top of that, B, we mentioned last week, we're pretty excited about this, the NXS website. Uh, for those who don't know, there is uh, a submission process for anybody who's had a gig uh, that they've attended to over the journey of NXS's career to share through an audio, I think, submission, your gig experience that, uh, and maybe, I don't know if it's written or audio, I can't remember, but if you go onto the website, the, the submission details are there, but uh, all of these are going to be tabulated and then go into a book. And then you will be able to come uh, onto our show and on the uh, NXS podcast, sorry, the NXS website between uh, about March and June next year and have your story read out and interviewed by B and myself. Wow. That's so that's an honour. Yeah. Thank you. So that's pretty exciting. Um, yes. Yes, uh, and speaking of people like NXS, there's a DJ uh, called DJ Alan Darrell, okay? A lot of Darrells mm. today on the show. Yeah, uh, and he's just released a, a thing called NXS Groove that's on on one of the, what's it called, SoundCloud, I think it is. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it's sort of a bit of a take on each night, some other tracks there. So a little interesting little dance version of that if you do like to keep up to date with all the groovy trends that are going around at the moment, B. It. Can I add? You can. What about Jimmy Barnes? Like to say um, hello oh, get to well. Jim. Yeah, get well to Jimmy. Yes. Well, I mean, he will get well. He's going to get better. It's um, turbocharged Jimmy Barnes come in at you with some new hips. <laughs> yeah, so Jimmy, Jimmy played last week with Noiseworks and The Killers in Adelaide and a couple of our colleagues at work went to that. Oh, yeah. uh, so I think Jimmy uh, was the last of his gigs He, he uh, before he went under the knife. And I think he's cancelled a lot of his summer gigs around the uh, mm. the Day on the Green stuff, which is a big winery-type festival circuit every summer we do here. But there was some photos by his family uh, uh, yeah. sitting up in hospital. So get well, Jimmy. Yeah. And there's a picture of his hips. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I was, yeah. Picture of his new hip. Oh, right. bless him. <laughs> right. Was he doing a Shakira move with the hips lying? I, or? Didn't, I didn't want to look too closely. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, jam-packed full of news there, B, and uh, we hope you enjoyed that along with all the listeners. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Big shout-out to Hayden and B. Also want to say hello to all the listeners and NXS fans. Thanks for listening. I love you, Hayden and B. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. from Middleburg, the Netherlands. You're listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and Dee. And now it's time for the topic of the week. All right, Dee, uh, our topic today is going to be Michael Hutchins recording friends, professional friends, band friends, people who uh, who love Michael, love the band, and in some respects ended up sort of uh, collaborating in different ways. And we thought that this was a little bit inspired by uh, 1995, where Michael started to broaden his reach uh, in terms of musicality out on his own, albeit, you know, only with, uh, you know, a recording of The Passenger uh, and then also putting down tracks with his uh, solo album. But uh, um, we thought this would be a really handy sort of deep dive because, not many people remember just how, uh, I guess, influential in excess were and also involved in other people's recordings. And Michael and the band were at the forefront of that, uh, both on their own tracks and then other people's tracks. So uh, a little bit of background on this, B. As I said a little bit earlier, you know, the friends you have often are a definition of your personality, your character and enthusiasm and popularity. And Michael had many of them and so did the band uh, in that case. Uh, 1995, uh, Michael did go off to uh, do some songwriting with Andy Gill from Gang of Four and uh, did spend a little bit of time with Tim Simeon as well, who was helping in the production side. To put a solo album together, he did enlist the services of a bunch of other people who were from that sort of UK scene, and we will share some of those collaborations a little bit later. I went back earlier this morning and yesterday, B, and did a bit of a deep dive. Uh, the very first person that I'm aware of that the band uh, actually uh, shared some recording time with was a band that you would have no idea who they are, right? Could be, could be that then. They are a band in Australia called The Reels, oh. R-E-E-L-S. I have yeah. heard of them. Now, I, got, yeah. I, I reckon my mate Paul Jolly and our mate Paul Jolly mm. would know of them and yes. some of our more senior listeners, but The Reels had a very famous song in Australia called Quasimoto's Dream <laughs> that's often, <laughs> yes, it's often <laughs> voted in the top 20 Australian songs ever recorded. Right. Um, I don't know why, because mm. I don't really like it. Uh, but the reels are more known for a lot of their cover versions, and they do a very, very good song, um, a very good version of Bad Moon Rising uh, oh. by Creed. 
Yeah. Very good slow down version. And they do a very good version of This Guy's in Love with You um, by, uh, I think, Bert Bacharach. Yeah. Well, everybody is. Um, but the lead singer of that band was a guy called Dave Mason, and he actually sung backup vocals on the Stay Young recordings uh, oh. and also Big Go-Go, which were the underneath the colours stuff. Okay. So uh, for those who are really geeky, you can go out and check out Dave and the reels, but uh, those covers I mentioned are very, very good. They remind me a bit like, remember that Gary Jules song uh, from Tears for Fears, um, Mad World? Yeah. Uh, came out of the Donnie Darko soundtrack. It was a very slow-down balladeer version of Mad World. Mm. It's a bit like he did those versions to Credence and also to uh, Bert Bacharach there. So, okay. Yes. Next on our list is friend of the podcast is Richard Clapton, who produced uh, Underneath the Colours as a singer in his own right. And we got a little interesting snapshot. I don't think it was credited, but remember Richard said he turned up at the kick sessions in France? Yeah. Uh, and might have done a little bit of backup vocals on a couple of songs there. I think he uh, did. So well done to Richard, uh, I guess being a, a collaborator. Now, again, before you came to Australia, you would know uh, that Cole Chisel uh, were one of those iconic bands, and Jimmy Barnes, hello, Jimmy. Hope your hips are doing okay. Shakira doesn't like. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy's cohort and major songwriter, Don Walker, uh, and we yeah. talked about this in past episodes, uh, wrote some songs for Michael, a very young Michael, uh, on the soundtrack of the movie Freedom. One of those songs was called Speed Kills and Don Walker saw something in uh, Michael uh, and Don just had his birthday last week. Happy birthday, Don. But he's probably in our top three singer-songwriters in this country uh, and he collaborated with a very young Michael and the track is Speed Kills, which we've mentioned before. Now, B, I've done a typo with this. I must actually confess that I have made a spelling. Oh, yeah. Can you see that there? Nike. I, I meant to say Nile Rogers on here, but prescriptive text has come out Nike Rogers. It's not Nike Rogers. It's not. Uh, it's the fast version. Yeah, it's the fast version. Yeah, no, it's Nile Rogers. Uh, as we know, through Original Sin and also a little collaboration with Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates in the, uh, I guess, the studios uh, in New York, uh, recording with a very young in excess in 1983. There's a cool little bit of music, isn't it? I was listening to a podcast earlier um, in the week with Andrew and John Farris, and Andrew was mentioning that um, around about this era, they were fans of um, lots of other bands, and one of the bands that we were a fan of was The Police. And they went into a studio and they said all the equipment of the of um, like um, what's the drummer's name? Uh, Stuart Copeland. Stuart's drum kit was there yes. and John got excited to see that. I mean, you know, they would have been so young and they were like mega big back then in the early 80s, weren't they? So that was a cool little if thing. If you fast yeah. forward three or four years later, Sting's handing Michael an award at the Countdown Music Awards. Oh, so it had full, there you go. full cycle return. Yeah. All right. Now, around this 1983 period uh, on the swing album that was being produced and things, uh, Sean Kelly from The Models, a very famous Australian band, uh, and a gentleman who we found out introduced Nick Launay, hello B, uh, Nick Launay to uh, to Michael because Sean and Michael had a relationship there. So Sean did sing backup vocals on this particular album along with Jenny Morris who uh, also appeared on the Jackson track, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, and Jackson, obviously, was the extended track uh, for the Decadence uh, release and also sung at the same award show where Michael picked up the award there. But I think Jenny Over the Journey uh, was pretty intrinsic with the Jenny Over the Journey. I'm sorry. That was funny. <laughs> Listeners. I know, straighten up, straighten up, straighten up. Listeners, I don't quite know what Jenny Over the Journey means. It's not Jenny from the block, no, is it? No, I don't even. Jenny Over the Journey. Okay, we'll keep this in. Okay, Beast found that funny. I'll take the laugh any day. Um, but... The band returned favour and appeared in Jenny's videos, as we talked about. So we had Kirk uh, turning up with no glasses on in uh, uh, She's Going to Get Hurt. And we had Andrew go on uh, and write plenty of songs uh, with Jenny through her career as well. All right. You got yourself together, B. I have, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> also singing backup vocals uh, on the, uh, I think the Burn For You track and a couple others there, were, was uh, Shireen uh, Abby Ratne. Now, she was the former lead singer of a very famous Australian band called Big Pig. Uh, and mm. we might have a bit of Big Pig here. They broke in America for a little bit with a song called uh, uh, I'm Gonna Break Away. Keep going. 
I'm not going to sing more. I'll let, I'll let Shireen <laughs> sing the rest. And then further collaborations around this particular time uh, between sort of Listen Like Thieves uh, and The Swing. We actually had Michael through his uh, relationship with Ollie Olsen commence where Michael uh, sung three or four tracks for that soundtrack. Uh, and Ollie was quite a, a pronounced underground sort of DJ at that particular point. Uh, the major track off that album, which became a hit for Michael, was Rooms for the Memory, which Ollie wrote. So again, Michael uh, veering into some sort of uh, alternative areas there to much success. Now, B, when we go and see our cover band the other week in Wollongong, one of the highlights of the night was the uh, the co-singing arrangement of uh, Good Times between uh, the Jimmy Barnes uh, cover band and the NXS cover band. Beautiful. But this was, the, this was the first time that Michael and Jimmy had sung together for Australian Made. Uh, Jimmy was at the height of his powers as a solo artist, uh, and NXS were probably at the height of their Australian uh, career at that point uh, where, with the spearheading of the Australian Made uh, concert series. Plenty of versions of this around. Went on to appear in the uh, the Lost Boys soundtrack beat. Yes, it did. Um, but still resonates when we see any cover band play this song, doesn't That's it? That's a classic um, combination of their voices and the perfect tune for them. I'm going to give a little bit of a highlight to this lady here because I've always wondered who it was and I had to research and find out who it was. But when Michael did go off and record his uh, Max Q album, okay, there was a lady who sung a really good soulful sort of version uh, and a real leading vocal almost uh, more than backup uh, called Pat Powell on a song called Buckethead, Mm -hmm. uh, which is on Michael's Max Q album. And I want to give kudos to her because she might not be a superstar, but her voice is great. And I'd love to uh, find out where she is Mm -hmm. and, you know, if there's anything more out there that she did because her vocals uh, were pretty exciting. And, um, again, Michael would work with a lot of – uh, other sort of Australian sort of uh, people on that particular album. Uh, one guy, Bill McDonald, who'd been in some uh, very strong bands in Australia as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, coming off the X album, it was a, a really interesting foray. Uh, and, again, working with Ollie Olsen again yeah. uh, with that. So probably uh, wet the whistle with um, uh, with uh, the work on Dogs and Space about, uh, you know, three, four years earlier. Perfect. Okay. All right. Now, on the X album B, there's quite a little bit of harmonica. Do you know who that gentleman is? Ooh. Hmm. Someone I should know? <laughs> a lot of people think it's Andrew because he often seen play it, but I think Andrew sequences it through the keyboards and then has the the harmonica up when he plays it sort of seemingly live. Yeah. I think Andrew's being a bit sneaky on that one I off do the record. Too. <laughs> uh, but uh, the actual original version on, uh, say, songs like Suicide Blonde and Who Pays the Price is a very famous uh, blues uh, harp player called Charlie Musselwhite, mm. uh, and he has uh, had a, a pretty strong career uh, through uh, sort of the blues field, and uh, the band were very excited to get him on that particular album. Now, ladies, settle down here. We're about to mention the next guy here, uh, Mr. Nicole Kidman himself, okay, Keith Kidman, Keith Urban. Did you know that Keith sings backup vocals on Shining Star B off the Live Baby Live album. No, I didn't know that, Hayden. Well, I, I, you did. You did. You're being, you're being coy now. Because this, this was, I think, Michael uh, bringing uh, Keith uh, through a mutual friend into the studio one night going, hey, do you want to sing backup on this? Mm-hmm. And it was all happenstance the way it sort of played out there. Mm. Uh, but, yes, uh, Keith has gone on to great things. And uh, if you actually go see a Keith Urban concert, not that I have, not that I ever will, uh, but Keith has uh, sung What You Need Live, and you can download that or go see that on YouTube. He is uh, a big NXS fan. Ooh. Okay, so around this 1991 period, okay, uh, speaking of Noiseworks earlier in the show, Noiseworks did a cover song called Take You Higher, which was a song from Sly and the Family Stone. 
and uh, John Stevens was recording uh, the Love Versus Money album with Noiseworks in the same studios, I think, uh, where potentially in excess were, uh, and Michael was recording at the time, and uh, asked Michael, would he sing backup vocals on that? So, uh, again, Michael lending his vocal talents uh, to uh, Noiseworks, of which, ironically, John took over from NXS later yeah, down the track, ironic. as we know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, into 1992, we've spoken about this lady a lot through Not Enough Time, Denny Hines, a, a very famous Australian singer and daughter of a famous Australian singer herself, uh, sung uh, Not Enough Time back up and also Strange Desire, one of your favourites, B, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, did it with aplomb. And then we get into 1993. What does Mark call this gentleman by uh, regal title? What does he call him? Mr. Charles. Mr. Charles. Now, if you've missed out on our Full Moon Dirty Hearts uh, episodes, I would say do yourself a favour, go back, check them out. Mm-hmm. And Mark spends quite a lot of time talking about Mr. Charles and just the collaboration on Please You Got That. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, the same album, we had Chrissy Hines uh, from The Pretenders uh, also singing uh, co-vocals uh, with Michael uh, on uh, the title track of Full Moon Dirty Hearts. And it probably goes back also, Bees, Chrissy worked with The Pretenders, of which was a Chris Thomas act, and Chris Thomas went on to produce for NXS. So keeping it in the family stable yeah. of producers. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. any Pretenders song that you grew up with that you like? I love that woman. She's so cool, isn't she? And she's yeah. given so much advice to a lot of people. Um, yes. I- She's um, incredibly together. She always looks like she'll never like lose her temper, does she? She's got some beautiful songs. Oh, um, I said brass in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. My mum loved that brass in pocket. That was a. I, I love the waitress scene and just the yeah. you know the film clip and things. But uh, I know Inexcess were always a fan of the production of Chris Thomas through Roxy Music and through the Sex Pistols mm-hmm. and through the Pretenders. Uh, but Chrissy, yeah, you're right. She's been a bit of an icon for women, and she was from Akron, Ohio, and she moved over from the uh, USA to uh, the UK during the punk scene, uh, and uh, lived, uh, I think, down uh, in sort of the uh, the the uh, uh, you know the cred areas of London in that late seventies period where all the punks were hanging out and uh, doing their thing. But uh, really, I guess you look at a lot of the videos, they feel like a British band because most of them, you know, uh, the clips were made in Britain and mm. recorded there. And she, uh, she's great. She still still rocks as a, a lady in her early 70s. Yeah. She was famously married to another rock star, wasn't she? Can you she remember She was married name? to a couple of people. She was, uh, I think, either engaged or married or with uh, Ray Davies from The Kinks for a while and yeah. then married to Jim Kerr from yeah. Simple Minds. Mm, they've got children, yeah. haven't they? And then... And then Jim Kerr married Patsy Kensett. Patsy Kensett. And then Patsy <laughs> Kensett met, married Liam, Liam Gallagher. Gallagher. Oh, gosh. It's like a little <laughs> trickle, isn't it? Six degrees of separation. <laughs> we'll get back to us soon if we keep going. <laughs> What I'd like to do now, just venture into the Michael 1995 years, which uh, I guess relates to, you know, some of the people he either recorded with at the time of him being alive uh, on this particular uh, solo project that didn't get released till 1999. But Joe Strummer from the uh, the Clash uh, is playing actually, uh, well, singing backup vocals on the on the the opening track on the album. You can really hear it during the chorus bit. I know Joe later on sort of said, "Oh yeah, they you know they they turned my vo- vocals down. Those gang of four guys, uh, you know, they still got a grudge from the seventies or whatever." There um, uh, on the opening song stanza on the album, but uh, you can still hear Joe there, and uh, you know he's fantastic. And unfortunately, he passed away in two thousand and one. Mm. Also to Bernard Fowler, who Michael, uh, I think, well, I think Bernard. Bernard Fowler did a little bit of work with the Stones. Uh, I think Bernard also was one, the guy that Michael played his last sort of live sort of singing gig, the Viper Room, I think, in LA, a week or two before he passed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bernard was there. Kenny uh, Aronoff. Now, you might not know him, no. but Kenny's a very, very famous drummer. And if you know the song by John Cougar Mellencamp, Jack and Diane, yeah. where it has that big drum bit in the middle, yeah. that's a Kenny Kenny sort of uh, oh. Aronoff doing his best sort of, you know, yeah. in the air tonight, Phil Collins impersonation. Okay. Um, but he plays drums on some tracks on the album. And what also came to my notice, uh, B, is that uh, there's a podcast that we both like called yeah. The Rock and Tours. Yeah. Uh, with uh, the guys from uh, Spano Ballet. Yeah. Gary Kemp and. And also Guy Pratt, who 
Uh, he'd he'd uh, played guitars on Madonna tracks. And Guy's a fantastic sort of orator on the podcast. Mm. But he played, played bass on some of the tracks with this album too, which uh, uh, I guess I was uh, pleased to find out about. Also too, B, uh, and it ties in nicely to next week's episode, uh, your man Danny Sabre. Uh, he was called in, you know, when Michael passed and and I guess, you know, the album had sort of remained dormant. You know, they got, I think, uh, Danny in because um, a lot of the tracks there needed finishing and, and maybe, you know, Andy was a little bit too close and raw to go through it all. Mm. Uh, so Danny came in and obviously contributed co-writes on songs like Possibilities mm. um, and uh, It's All Right, Baby, I think, uh, another track there. So Danny's, um, you know, a musician in his own right and did a lot of work, you know, with the Stones and some other acts and things like that at the time, Black Grape and things, mm-hmm. which again ties us all into some other things with Michael. Well, you know, Michael, there's great footage of him up on stage with Black Grape, isn't there, in 96? Yeah. I think it's in Brixton there, yeah. up there with uh, the guys from uh, from Black Grape there. And which Danny's, Danny Danny's on stage as well. Was Danny on stage yeah. for that too, was he? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Because he never actually played live with them and that's probably the only time he did. Right. Okay. Mm. And ha- and happened to be there with Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the same time, uh, I do know Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics got up on stage and played Suicide Blonde with the boys at a big festival. It might have been in Germany. And yeah. Tim famously said, "Oh, Tim, uh, sorry, Tim said to me, Dave, do you need to know the the keys or the you know the chords?" And Dave looked over at him and said, "Don't worry, mate. I'll just act like I'm playing and just look cool." Uh, <laughs> so, which was good. I've got a couple of names for you. Do you yeah, know? Yeah. Do you know a Dave Gleason? Yeah, that's from the Screaming Jets. Okay. Well, um, yeah. he was on a podcast the other day claiming that he was at the, um, is it the Am I Ring concert, which was 94, um, came on stage with Michael and sang um, Don't Change when they were at a, a gig together. So that was cool. I think he said that um, it, they got on really well and he would look to, like to have done more, but he shot himself in the foot because when he ne- next met them, he was um, very drunk and they just thought, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, Dave was signed by Chris Murphy's label, Ruart, oh. and they were given uh, a very healthy sign-on fee of something like a, a million bucks an album or something ridiculous, oh, you know, okay. to sign on. And Dave was actually around the uh, before the Rockstar in Excess period. Right. Um, uh, linked to in Excess and maybe joining them. Uh, so It would be nice to have a- Dave on, actually. Dave, if you're listening. Having said that, I think I was linked to joining in excess back yeah. in 1995 or so. Whatever, yeah. That's the yeah. And then Correct. one that came on my desk probably about two weeks ago, and this is a perfect time to mention it, is Kylie Minogue um, has also recorded with Michael, but it will never see the light of day because it's too personal for her to make it public. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, the last one, there was an article out last week and uh, by Chris Weymouth from Talking Heads, uh, and he uh, is a, a great uh, musician, fantastic musician. He plays drums for them, and his sister, uh, not sister, his wife, Tina, uh, plays drums, and they uh, had a, also a little side project there that uh, called the Tom Tom Club. Oh, uh, you yeah. You know them. I loved they, that, yeah. Yes, and they, had a, <clears throat> they went on to have a hit song. It was later sampled by Mariah Carey for the song Fantasy. Oh, okay. Chris got to mention that after David Byrne left Talking Heads, uh, the band still continued on. In 1996, they released an album. I think it was called No Talking, Just Head. Okay. A bit of a double <laughs> entendre there. Yes. Uh, but they had a lot of guest uh, singers come in and contribute to that album. They said Michael came in and sang a song there and, Chris was very admiring of Michael. He said, look, he came in, he really was professional, meant business and, you know, he was passionate about the band and, mm-hmm. and and what Michael came into the recording studio and did and was a bit sad to hear of Michael's passing. But, yeah, that was around 1996 and that's a, a track you can get. we'd love to do over the next sort of uh, week or two through our socials and through fan engagement is that if you've got any example where you know of Michael recording with somebody or the band collaborating with anybody else or an example where uh, they played on stage with somebody or did guest vocals or joined a festival up on stage, aka like Australian Made where they all got up on stage at the end, uh, or there was a film clip, whatever there, where they appeared in, please, you know, share it with us because uh, we'd like to think our list is comprehensive, but we also like to know that um, there might be some other things out there that we haven't added in and we'd like to add them into our overall master list, B. So maybe our very, very nerdy 
uh, well-researched listeners who who do check in for us uh, can share some stuff in future sort of platforms over the next uh, two weeks. I can hear them now looking through their collections. <laughs> I can see um, Bard and Pedro and David. Yes. I can hear Pedro going, gee, Hayden, you missed the 1987, <laughs> you know, uh, rehearsal where Mick Jagger was there and Michael came in, you know, whatever it is. We, we, we're not saying we're the oracle on all of this, but we feel like we've got a pretty comprehensive list, but we'd love to add some more little snippets in there. I love great- this. I love this topic. It's great. I yeah. love to get new information. So thank you, Hayden. No problems, no problems. But look, overall, uh, as I said, you know, both the man and Michael, you know, did cross paths over to mixing and mingling with many, many different people. And uh, and and again, probably just related to last week's episode, B, um, when you read out the letter that Bono wrote to Tiger. I also had a look through the letters that Bono had written out in his book for that particular uh, surrender novel that he's released. And he's, I think, written not a bit about 60 letters. And it's fantastic, actually. He's written letters to everybody from Kendrick Lamar, to uh, the Sex Pistols, um, to the Ramones, uh, even even one-hit wonder bands like the New Radicals, You Only Get What yeah, You Give. Yeah. Like all these songs that meant something in his life, you know, he's written things there. He's, he, he wrote songs to New Order. He wrote songs to Joy Division. And a bit like your police story, you know, he said they went into a studio the night that uh, Joy Division recorded Love Will Tear Us Apart and they were in the studio when the band were recording that. Wow. Um, just as a young, you know, up-and-coming band and mm. they're like, wow, you know, this is this is so, so cool. So I guess across the board, as I said, you know, bands – find themselves uh, through their careers crossing paths and, and mixing and mingling and sharing and helping each other a lot. And um, I guess through all of these particular people who've worked with In Excess and Michael and vice versa, there's there's no you know shortage of examples we've given. But love to hear your examples. Love to know if there's anything else you can do to share. Um, even if you've got platforms to share it around, that'd be pretty cool. You know, Ooh. like the Black Great one. That was a great one you shared, B. That was really cool. Cool. Well, thank you. And this is Manny from the UK. This is Lisa Mack from Brisbane, Australia. And this is Felicia from Everett, Washington, USA. And that's a wrap. Well, Billy, that's a wrap for our final big, big episode of the year. There may be a little drop uh, around Christmas Eve, but uh, uh, thank you for your help this year and everything you've put into the podcast. And um, I guess this is the time where we say thank you to uh, our fans for engaging throughout the entire year, B. Yes, thank you very, very much to our team and to our patrons and to our fans and to the band. Thank you, guys, for giving us so much content. And thank you, Hayden. Thank you. Now, anything particularly this week that we would like to highlight for those interacting on our socials? Well, how about we go straight into the competition and then we'll come up back with some other stuff. So, okay. yeah, so we had a competition from, oh, well, do you want to announce it, actually? No, you, you do it. I'll Are you sure? Okay. So Hayden and I went to Bondi a few weeks ago and we met Greg Pirano and he gave us a few posters. Now, we've got a poster that we would like to give away and we've asked you all to subscribe to our newsletter and website. And I would like to pass over to... Um, myself and Laurie because we've just done that announcement for you. Hiya. How you doing, all right? Well, here we are, everybody. We've got Laurie in Chicago and I'm here in Coffs Harbour in Australia and the competition is going to be drawn right now. Laurie, what have you got there? You've got how many numbers? How many names? 300... 359. Whoa, thank you guys. Thank you all for subscribing to the newsletter and to our website. So yeah, 300 and how many? 59. 59. Okay. Yes. All right. So I have no idea. You've randomly mixed them all up. I did my little computer science professor (laughs) randomizer formula. So yeah, so you have no idea what order these are in. I've got some numbers here that I'm just going to pick a number and then you're going to tell me who the winner is. You got it. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see who it's going to be. Do we have a little bit of a drum roll? What do you reckon? You ready? Ready. Ooh, number 221. Two, two, one. Yes. 
Let's see. Two, two, one is. You know what? I've just realized what that number is significant to us, isn't it? Two, two, one. How so? Michael's birthday. The 22nd of January. Whoa. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) That's weird. that's, That's not weird. That's spooky. In fact, it's even more spooky because it's the poster of Michael that was given to me at Michael's memorial um, thing that we did down at Bondi. So it's all Michael related. And the winner is... Are you ready out there? Number 221 is... Susan Brandau. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad it's one of our patrons as well, which is really nice. But it doesn't mean I don't not love you subscribers. <laughs> All right. Well, Susan, we've got your we've got your mailing address. We will be putting this into the post very, very soon. Thank you, Laurie, for all your help with that. That was a bit a bit of fun. And uh, yeah, Happy New Year and a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Bye. Well, congratulations, Susan. Yeah, big uh, worthy winner there, and we hope you enjoy the prize. Yeah, congratulations. That's brilliant. Um, While we're talking about the fans um, on Facebook and Instagram, there are a lot of fake um, accounts. This week, there was one for um, JD Fortune. And before Mm. now, we've had Gary B has had one um, a couple of weeks ago. So please, guys, if it sniffs it, it is it, okay? If they just look and see how many followers they've got, (laughs) if they've got 10 it's not them and i don't believe and again sensitive topic but i don't believe michael hutchins has an active twitter profile and 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 facebook page that's sort of related to him using Mm. it each day at the moment so if you see one of those ones around unless it's something sort of official with the right ticks and verifications uh be careful and ignore those don't don't feed them Okay, Hayden, let's talk a bit more about the auction prize that's on offer for everybody. Now, it's one of 250 and it is very rare and it's, I can't, like, it's probably one of the best books I've ever seen, to tell you the truth. Like, when you flick through it, it's just such quality. And they did come out, I can't remember what the retail price is, but because they're so rare, they're actually getting more and more and more expensive. I think people said, I mean, even myself, I bought one for 40 bucks. I was very lucky. Mm. But since the Mystify movie, which we met at, it's... Yeah, it, it, the value of this book and its quality has shot up. Yeah, you need to get this in your collection. Yeah. So Michael, Life in Pictures, uh, really well done by Richard Simkin. Thankfully donated to our podcast by a great person who's been very supportive to us. Um, and again, we're you know very, very pumped to be able to, um, uh, I guess, uh, auction this item off. And you know, as I said, we're starting off at a reserve price of $500. Um, this uh, money does go into helping us keep a podcast like this going. Uh, and we are thankful for Richard and for um, him endorsing us being able to use it uh, and also the person who donated it. Um, and we hope it goes to a worthy home. And what a great Christmas present potentially for someone to get, Be Oh, my goodness, yes. That is an amazing um, Christmas present. Talking about Christmas presents, we talked earlier in the show that um, I received a box. So we're going to do a little live thing on Christmas Eve, which will probably be the day before Christmas Eve for some of you over in um, the States. Um, and what, um, what we have decided to do is we're going to bungle some of that up and we're going to give it to uh, a a patron as a giveaway excellent yeah so please please come on in and see what goodies we're going to be picking awesome now a couple little little housekeeping issues b uh we can say officially we will be interviewing gary beers uh on monday morning a couple of false starts uh i think the uh the beers family had a little bit of a bug going around the other week and better to be safe than sorry but with this covid thing with uh, i think gary wanted to be safe rather than uh, well, i don't think he could uh, talk could he had well, a bit of bronchitis happening didn't might he? Have been our marcel marceau gary beers edition <laughs> otherwise but um but um yes uh that will probably be one of our first episodes that we will launch back in the new year with and it'll be a couple of double 
couple episodes there mm-hmm. with Gary. Also, too, uh, as you might know, many of our patrons do contribute voiceovers to various segments. So we would like to freshen up for 2023 and give a lot of our newer patrons uh, and people who haven't been used on voiceovers before the chance to uh, maybe say, hey, this is uh, John from uh, uh, Johnsonville uh, and uh, I want to <laughs> say this is this is news of the week, you know, or whatever it might be, or hey, this is Randy from Randwick uh, and I want to say this is uh, the rap, everybody, you know, whatever it might be. Yes. So so we would uh, welcome anyone who's a patron who's contributing away that uh, uh, B and our team behind the scenes may reach out to you via Messenger uh, and say we'd love you to do a little voiceover or something like that, which would be awesome. Great. I look forward to those. All right, B, open a fan engagement. This is your puppy. Okay, I'd like to say a big hello to John Russell Presty Jr., to X Noise with a Z, um, and to Craig, to also to Robbie Carroll and Anthony Brandy, to Snow Wallaby, Kirk Beers, Sound Bites of Rock, and Jedi Knight. Thank you all. Thank you all very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I guess, but coming back in the new year, uh, we will probably be launching our first episode probably the second weekend of January, uh, which will be around sort of the 8th or 9th, I think, roughly of January. Uh, there won't be an episode over that Christmas New Year period, nor will there be an episode that first couple of days in January, but we will take a much-deserved break and let you have a break from our uh, waffling voices, me included, uh, and give your ears a rest from us, uh, but come back bigger and better for 2023. What are you doing for Christmas, Hayden? I am just going to hang out near home. I've got a beach 100 metres down the road. I've got a carnival for the kids, hoping the weather goes okay. Might go to the cricket, might go to the mm. tennis, uh, might uh, go for a beer, uh, might go for a jog, might actually do some podcast listening and and refine my craft uh, and upskill myself for next year. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds what like a, a lot of self-care happening there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of medicated care. Yeah, what about yourself? Um, what am I doing? Well, I... I've got um, I've got my father-in-law um, and my best friend coming down on the twenty-first, um, yep. so I'll be entertaining them. Um, and then um, myself and the family we're going to head down to Sydney and um, going to go to the fireworks um, in the city. So that'll be cool. And then I should be back around about the fourth into the studio, ready to um, get back to work with you. Yes. And in terms of tribute song B, uh, as we're just sort of talking there, you might notice there's a little bit of a gap where it says tribute song today. Uh, I thought we would go out with a little bit of a double act today. Uh, this last seven days was the 42nd anniversary of uh, the dearly departed John Lennon, who was quite synonymous with this time of year, not only because he's of his passing, but he did have a very famous song called Happy Christmas War Is Over. And our friends at NXS in their very early days had a Christmas song B yes, that do. might not have been up to the level of John's song, we might go with a little bit of a double act, a little bit of in excess, a little bit of John Lennon uh, with the sentiment being happy Christmas, season greetings, the year is over, uh, have a happy time. And um, I guess that's our message out to all of our listeners, all the people who've made our show work, uh, and particularly behind the scenes. Big shout out to uh, all of our production people behind the scenes and support people in Laurie, uh, Kerry ann Foxy, Genevieve. You say it, you, you chip in. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle. Danielle, yes. you keep going. Uh, well, I, I, there's other people that are hidden that help us as well. Manny has helped yes. us quite a lot. Nick Egan has helped us along the way as well yes. with his voiceovers and things and, and all the band. Thank you very, very much. Yes. Um, actually, it's not Michael singing, is it? So get back to us and let us know who is singing this tune. Yeah, absolutely. You just reminded me of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, happy Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Merry Christmas, everybody.
this is the Dutchie, and you've been listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Thank you.